I'm MHP, and you're back with The Takeaway. We're revisiting my conversation from 2022 with someone my Gen Xers may know from this tune. We never thought of finding a place where we belong. Yeah, it's from the 1980s cult TV classic, 21 Jump Street, and it's performed by one of the show's stars, Holly Robinson-Pete, who played Officer Judy Hoffs. I'm Judy Hoffs. Uh, that's okay, honey. My people don't do that anymore. Classic. In the early 90s, Holly Robinson was hanging with Mr. Cooper as a regular on the ABC series. And she even received a surprise onset proposal from her NFL quarterback boyfriend, Rodney Pete. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I love you with all my heart. Yes! <laughs> 29 years later, Holly and Rodney are still going strong and continuing a family tradition of using celebrity status to contribute to the greater good. In 1997, Holly and her husband Rodney founded the Holly Rod Foundation. Through Holly Rod, she's helped many by bringing awareness and resources for children on the autism spectrum, a decision based on her family's journey with eldest son, RJ. My name is Holly Robinson-Pete. I'm an actor, author, mama four. I wanted to know how she and her family made the decision to speak publicly about her son RJ's autism. I remember very clearly those days, those early days of the diagnosis. I remember the chaos that ensued. I remember feeling hopeless and helpless. Um, I remember my husband, Rodney Pete, was playing uh, football. He was the quarterback um, and he was gone and he couldn't process it. And so it was really chaotic. And now people look at me and they go, oh, you're just, you're such a great advocate. And you just got the diagnosis and you picked yourself up and started advocating. Well, no, we were, I was a hot mommy mess in the beginning. Um, it wasn't until probably when RJ was more like eight or nine that I was really able to talk about it and process what autism was and, and advocate publicly. I did that because I didn't see anybody else doing it. And I knew and was aware of other quote unquote celebrity or famous people who had children on the spectrum, but were hiding it or didn't want to talk about it. And um, I knew that I could affect change in the autism community by having a public conversation. So we sat down around a table, quite literally, and presented our cases. My husband was not for it. He did not want his son I labeled as the quarterback and actress's son who, you know, had autism and, you know, he just did not want that for his life. But I really knew uh, because I wasn't seeing any representation in the media or anybody really advocating, I really knew that we had to do it. So we really did a pro and versus con situation. And I won because I win all the <laughs> arguments in my family. So that 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 just comes with the territory. But quite frankly, it was really um, a well, it was a very, very thought out process that we did. Um, and I'm so glad we did, because now I look up all these years later and I see the advocacy we've been able to do and the awareness we've been able to, to raise. And I'm so glad. But those early days were really difficult. Um, but in the end, um, you know, sharing is really important. When people see what you're going through, it, it helps them feel less alone. I'm. I am so personally grateful that you did. My daughter, um, so my eldest is um, 19, nearly 20, but our, our little one is seven. 
and we um, received the autism spectrum diagnosis, I guess maybe two and a half, three years old. And um, that sense of chaos that you talk about, um, for me, I think it was less chaos and more denial. Um, my husband actually was the one who was like, oh, good. Now we have a thing. You know, now we'll form the team. Now we'll just sort of, you know, move forward and doing all the supporting. And And I was like, are they sure? Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, is that really what it is? Couldn't it be something else? Maybe this is racism. Like, quite literally, I just, I was prepared to call it any other thing. Right. I, I listen, I'm so glad you shared that with me. I didn't know that. And I think that um, I'm glad you shared that por portion of it, because a lot of times the dads get sort of put in this corner of being the parent that always immediately goes into denial. Now, that did happen to be the case with my husband. <laughs> he did. He was stressed about how his son wasn't going to be the next Heisman Trophy winner and wasn't going to follow in his footsteps. And when he would come to the football games, he would, you know, stem and flap and twirl. And, you know, he just wasn't engaged. And it was hard for Rodney Pete. Like he was just, just devastated by this diagnosis. So he was a little paralyzed by it. So I was, did become the gangster mom and rolled up my sleeves and just like went to battle for this kid. But I still was in a little bit of denial myself, but I was more focused on, you know, getting that intervention early. And like your daughter, my son was diagnosed around three years old, but I knew it too. And really just couldn't get the diagnosis. I, there was a lot of denial going on with my pediatrician and, and my husband, and they kind of teamed up and it was a whole thing. But in hindsight, I'm just, you know, I'm really, really glad that um, he came around and really understood that I needed him on, on team RJ. You know, part of why the diagnosis was so difficult for me is it's, it's as though someone tells you there's a thing, but it's not a thing. There isn't, my bet is that RJ and Anna are as different from one another um, as they are from, you know, typical um, processing kids. And I'm wondering sort of how, um, as, as maybe we're talking to other parents who are first getting this diagnosis, how they can think about getting to know their child and not just a diagnosis. The hardest part about trying to explain it to my friends and my family is that it's, it is a spectrum disorder. So the kids are going to be so vastly different um, in so many ways. But the one thing that they do share in common, mostly I find, is the social piece, is the inability or the difficulty in having friends and, you know, really just moving in the world in a way that, you know, everybody looks at and doesn't comment on. So um, that was part of our, my journey was to try to normalize neurodiversity, you know, mm -hmm. trying to normalize the fact that not everybody processes everything the same way. Now, for neurotypical parents and siblings, loving and living with an autistic young person can mean having to modify expectations of how kids show love and learning to respect sometimes surprising boundaries that autistic children need in order to feel comfortable. It's a process that requires enormous time, patience, and attention. And Holly talked with me about what this kind of parenting meant for her family. The battle has been constantly, you know, guarding this boy's heart. And, and now that he's 24, you know, trying to establish some sort of idea, some, some, some sort of independence and self-identity and self-advocacy, I found out that I was kind of standing in his way a little bit. I had to get, be the one that, you know, my husband had to call me off and just say, you know, you're, you gotta let him go. You gotta let him fail. You gotta, you know, stop being his bodyguard. And, 
Um, that was hard for me to do. But once I did it, I did notice some, some great things happening to him. But, you know, as moms, we our job is to protect our kids. Uh, and so we we're on it. You know, we're on it 24 seven. And of course, RJ is not your only son. You are the gangster mom times four. Talk to me about how sort of jumping into action, parenting RJ, being focused on um, on doing the work to create the team that is necessary, also affected, impacted, maybe improved or made more difficult some of the work of parenting your other kids. Oh boy, that's that's the part, you know, I don't have a lot of regrets in, the, in our autism journey, our 20 year autism journey, but I, I do wish I had RJ has a twin sister. So I do wish I had given her a little bit more one-on-one attention so that she was not sort of identified or as being his sister, the sister, the neurotypical twin, the one that doesn't have autism that, that now she's just graduated from college. And now she's, you know, she's feeling the brunt of that now. So if I, I always counsel parents, I say, if you have other kids make time, find time, to just be with them one-on-one, look them in the eye, ask them, don't bring up the affected sibling or the issues that you're having. Don't even say the word autism, just take your child to the most random place and have an experience that they can call their own that doesn't surround your child with autism. So if I had to go back and do all that again, I probably would have done that differently um, and been a little bit more um, uh, patient and kind and understanding, compassionate with, with his sibling, with his twin sister. Now the other two are a little bit further apart. So they're, well, now they're 24, 24, 19 and 16. Um, and so they kind of bonded the two younger ones, but they're amazing advocates for their brother. And, but they weren't as defined by autism growing up as Ryan, his twin sister was. So I, I look at the family as, you know, they're all advocates. They love RJ. They love him in a way that is so strong and so beautiful and they protect him in a way that is amazing. So they've been, you know, unbelievable members of team RJ, but I I'm always counting parents to, to try to incorporate the other siblings, your other kids in ways that, you know, have, have less to do with autism. So they're not so defined by that experience. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more with Holly Robinson, Pete in just a moment. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Takeaway. I'm Melissa Harris-Perry. We're continuing my conversation with Holly Robinson-Pete. Holly's a second-generation actor. Her dad, Matthew Robinson, was the original Gordon on Sesame Street and the voice of the first black Muppet on the show, Roosevelt Franklin. So I wanted to know how Holly felt about the new Sesame Street character, Julia, who has autism. Oh my gosh, Melissa, that, talk about a full circle moment. (laughs) They asked me, Sesame Workshop asked me to come to Capitol Hill and introduce Julia when she first came out. We did a big press conference and the full circleness of that moment was so powerful that they would ask me to be a part of um, Julia's unveiling, if you will. And that was just one of the best days of my life 
because I felt my dad in the room. Because if my son had a Julia on TV when he was growing up, um, that would have been a game changer for his life. Um, for all the challenges that there are in, in parenting and, and navigating um, for, um, for kids who are, who are neurodiverse, what are some of the gifts? Well, <clears throat> these kids are so amazing and think outside the box and process the world differently and see things differently. And that diversity of thought is so powerful. And when that gets embraced, great things happen. Um, we have a foundation called Hollyrod Foundation. And one, one of the things that we do and focus on are is job placement and job training for young adults and adults on the spectrum. Doesn't have to be a young adult, but adults working age, trying to match them up with corporations who really get their worth and their value. My son, RJ, who was told at three or that he would never do a whole lot of things. One of the things that she, the list that she ran down, she said he would never have meaningful employment. And so one of the reasons why I wanted to share RJ's story and long before he got this amazing job with the Los Angeles Dodgers as a clubhouse attendant and he got a world series ring and all those amazing things. Long before that even happened, I wanted to share the journey because I believed that that would help people see and understand that this, this is a spectrum and it is a journey. Um, and there are so many beautiful things that they can do. There are amazing gifts. To your point about the curing piece, I, I just don't like to pass judgment on anybody who's on this mm -hmm. journey who wants to, you know, it to be eradicated or wanted to be cured or 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 there was recently a a, a famous um, autism mom who announced that her son didn't have autism anymore. Um, I felt some kind of way about that personally, but then I had to check myself and say, you know what, if that is that person's journey, that's fine. My journey is to celebrate who these people are and to embrace their autism and not focus on curing it or trying to eradicate it, embracing their neurodiversity, embracing the way that they are normalizing their behavior in a lot of ways not, tr you know, trying to give them the tools to make it through this world, but at the same time, making sure that people understand how beautiful and valuable they are as they are, as, as God put them on this earth. So, um, it's, it's, an, it's such an amazing question, Melissa. And, uh, I kind of sit on the middle and allowing, I had to get to this point when always there, <laughs> <laughs> I had to work myself up to this point to be a little bit more understanding and compassion to people who, who really just want to say, get rid of autism and hopefully it'll never exist. Uh, I, my, my feeling is that if it being embracing, it brings some pretty, pretty cool things. So that would be my thought on that. Yeah. And compassion for everyone on every part of this journey. That sounds, that sounds right to me. Holly Robinson, Pete, actress, gangster mom times four. Thank you for joining the takeaway. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me.